morning, everybody. So good to have you this morning on this Sunday morning. Why don't you sing with me? One by one, and when this life is over, I will fly away to my home on God's celestial shore. I'll, I'll fly away. Here we go. I still I'll fly away, O glory. I'll fly away in the morning when I die. I'll be by and by. Sing it one more time. in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, by and by. Yeah, All right. Good morning, everybody. So good to be with you this morning. Melinda's here. Welcome. God bless you. I, you know, I just love those old songs, don't you guys? Uh, and the reason I love them is because, um, well, back in the day when they had... So I just plugged uh, my uh, mic in here. Back in the days when they had the, the good old hymns, right? Uh, people didn't have a whole lot. You know, they, they lived on dirt floors. I mean, a lot of them. I'm talking 100 years ago. Chickens out in the yard. They had to go out and they had to plow the ground. I mean, they had to work for a living. I'm talking about really work, right? And so when they would go to church on Sunday or whenever they go to church, um, you have to understand that when you don't have a lot, it's easier to communicate with God. It's easier for God to communicate with us, right? But, but the more stuff you have, like today, we got so much stuff that the more stuff you have, it seems like the harder it is you know, to connect with God. I mean, don't you guys agree? Morning, Lori. Um, good morning, 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 everybody. Yeah. That's why I love the old songs. Now, now, some of the songs are a little bit off, you know. They're not not every song is right on as far as theology and so forth. But but certainly better than the new Christian songs. A lot of them today, um, and a lot of the old songs are public domain, which means no one makes money off of them. Yet, understand these new songs today that people are singing the uh, Christian hits. They are owned by. Uh, companies and most of them are owned by private companies that are making a lot of money and these private companies aren't even Christians they say they are but they're not it's camouflage so that's why we got to be careful anyway I love it it's organic I love you guys I love being here with you let me know a thumbs up if every, everybody's doing good and you love God say I love God I love God and God loves me all right uh, somebody wrote to me uh, couple of days ago and said, David, I just, you know, I love being with you on Sunday morning, but I just, I don't feel like I'm worthy to be with people on Sunday morning. I said, why? And they shot me an email back and said, because you see, I, I'm an addict. I'm, I'm addicted. Um, David, I'm, I'm, I'm abstaining, but I fall sometimes, you know, well, let me tell you something. Addiction 
never separates us from God. Sometimes addiction brings us to God. You see, it, it lets us know we're human. So as long as you're praying to God and asking God's protection and wisdom, you have every right to be here with us. You have every right. You know, God loves you. God loves you. Yeah. Everybody say, God loves you to this person that, that contacted me who's struggling with addiction. And if you're struggling with addiction out there, I want to hear about it. Say, God loves you. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what, you're, what, what you've done. God loves you. He's right here this morning, and he's right where he wants you to be, and you're right where uh, you need to be this morning. All right. So what are we talking about? We're talking about denominations, deadly, deadly denominations. I mean, are denominations even biblical? I mean, where, where did we come up with the? I didn't. I read the Bible this morning. I looked for denominations in the Bible. I couldn't find denominations. Matter of fact, I, I kind of found the opposite. But yet, this whole religious system that we're dealing with today stem from denominations. And this is what we're going to talk about this morning. Is denomination, uh, deadly denominations, the generational curse, how we've all been affected by it. I'll explain it, but before I do, I've got to have a cup of coffee from my uh, last evangelist mug right here. Uh, mm, good stuff. Good stuff. And you guys have to help me out there because I'm trying to break my addiction, not to coffee, but my addiction to Starbucks because I, I just like the taste of Starbucks coffee. So you guys got to pray for me because I do not like Starbucks. I do not like their stance against God, uh, stance, you know, they, they, they're on the side of the demonic. Um, if you don't know that, you need to research it. Um, <clears throat> and I'm really praying for some uh, coffee that I can start buying that uh, tastes good. And also, um, I mean, I'd love for the company to, 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 to be with God and to be godly, but at least not stand for, you know, satanic movements. All right. Anyway. Uh, okay. Having my cup of coffee right now. This is Laurie. Okay. Randall, good to see you, Denise. All right, let's get into this. First of all, I want to give you a scripture out of Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 14. And this is what we stand on this morning. For those who are led by the spirit of God. Now listen to me. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. You want to know who the children of God are? Plain and simple. Scripture says it. If you're led by the Spirit, I'm not talking about being led by some preacher. I'm not talking about being led by some uh, some church, some denomination. Some. I'm talking about by the Spirit of the living God. If you are led by God, you are a child of God. Let me explain something to you. God is illogical. He has to be illogical or he wouldn't be God. Now, let me explain something. What that means is that we live in our little carnal mind. We live in the flesh. Though when we are give our life to Christ, we have the mind of Christ. But do we use it? Uh, not all the time. 
So we live in a natural world. We wake up in the morning in the natural, go to bed in the natural. But we are supernatural beings. If you're led by the spirit of God, that's unnatural. That is supernatural. When you do supernatural things, you stand out. You're out of the ordinary. You're an ordinary person doing extraordinary things in the spiritual world. That's why people may laugh at you. That's why people may talk about you. That's why people may censor you, put you down when they're doing it. Praise God. That's what scripture says. Praise God. Why? Because you're being led by the spirit of God. That is proof that you are a child of God. Ephesians 5.11. Ephesians 5.11. Let's go to Ephesians 5.11. Have not, once you know you're a child of God, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Have nothing, zero, zilch, don't be around it. Of the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Well, David, I... Uh... You know, I talk about the uh, prostitute on the street, how bad that is, the pimp and the drug dealer. I'm not talking about that. And neither is scripture. Oh, yeah, you can include them. But they're not at the top of the list. We're talking about the religious system. The fruitless deeds of darkness, folks. How can a prostitute or a drug dealer be fruitless? They didn't have any fruit to start out with. It's a tree that is fruitless. They're not trees. They're nothing. But it's the religious system that says they are a tree of God, and they're not. They're fruitless. They have no fruit. And this is what we're exposing this morning. I think this morning, somebody told me, said, Yesterday, uh, what are you talking about? Well, I'm going to talk about denominations. What do you mean denominations? Well, I'm going to talk about all these different denominations. Well, what's wrong with them? <laughs> well, then come with us this morning, 11 a.m. Sunday morning, I'll tell you. So, David, if you start coming against denominations, you have put the final nail in your coffin. Of, I said, coffin of what? I said, coffins are meant for dead people. I'm not dead. I'm alive in Christ. You can put all the nails in every coffin you want to and put that coffin in the ground because I am a living creature of God. I will continue living. I will never die in the spirit. I said, okay, calm down. I said, leave me alone. I love you guys. Uh, okay, so I'm already I'm just 10 minutes into this and I'm already starting to to uh, uh, <laughs> get all riled up here. Um, all right. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Folks, our job, there's two things. We have nothing to do with it, but it doesn't mean we run and hide and put our head in the ground. It says, but rather expose it. Now, how do you expose it? Do you keep quiet? No. You pull back the lid and you expose it. You, you pull back the lid and let the, let the light of God shine on it. 
But see, Christians don't want to do that. Well, I can't talk about a church or a denomination. Well, that might offend them. So what? Wouldn't you rather defend God and don't worry about offending man? Let's get into this. One of the most deadly devices, divisive deceptions is denominations. It's nowhere in the Bible. As a matter of fact, it's anti-scripture. Denominations are like a virus. But there's only one vaccine. So we're going to talk about that. If you lean on your denomination, on your church, on your pre more than you do Jesus, any of us, then we got big problems. Let's go to John 17, 20, 21. John 17, 20, 21. Actually, John, yeah. My prayer is Jesus talking in the garden before he went to the cross. Jesus could have asked the Father for anything. He could have asked him for anything, but, but he asked him for the most important thing I believe that was on God's heart. Listen to this. My prayer is not for them alone. Jesus was talking about his disciples before. Now he's talking about you and I. He's saying, for those, I pray for those who will believe in me through their message. Who is them? There. There are the disciples. See, Jesus was praying for the disciples, the people that were with him. And he said, I'm, now I'm not just praying for them. I'm praying for you guys. I'm praying for David and Shelly and Angel and Ronald. I, every, every one of us listening this morning, this is who Jesus was praying for in that garden before he went to the cross. 2,000 years ago, you were on his mind. He saw your face. He knew you. He says, I pray for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, just as you and I are one, uno. Father, just as you and I, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Let me say that again. May we all be one. Father, as you and I are one, they will be in us. Why? So the world will know about Jesus. You want to tell people about Jesus? Talk about being as one. I'm talking about not unequally yoked. I'm talking about equally yoked. It's unity, folks. Unity. It's not all these different denominations. But let's get into it. Today, there's over 600 different denominations. They're all teaching their denominational message, which is pretty much man-made. But you see, the problem with all this, it causes confusion. Because how would a person who doesn't know God look at a Baptist or look at a Methodist or look at a Catholic and go, well, wait a minute. They're all worshiping different. They're all talking differently about God. What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? And then the person, it gets confused. But see, God is not the author of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. God is not the author of confusion. This is not God. 
As a matter of fact, the word denomination comes from the word divide. It means a division. Folks, we have a generational curse in our lives. It's called denomination. Okay, David, I've never gone to a, a denominational church, okay? But you've been exposed to it by its teaching, by just listening to it on the radio. Oh, no, my, my preacher, he's not. Wait a minute, hang on for a second. What's his background? What's my background? You see, we all have this curse, and unless we pray that the curse gets broken, it stays on us like a stench, like a smell. And this morning, we're going to break the generational curse of denomination in you, in your family, in, in, in the future, in your grandchildren. We're going to break it, baby. It's going to be gone. Because I'm believing that's one of the key reasons why we're all struggling. Devil doesn't like what we're talking about this morning. That's right. If we have a personal relationship with God, it's personal. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, Baptist. Uh, no room for you, baby. I got a personal relationship with God. No, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Says the Baptist. I need to know about this personal relationship. Can you explain? Get out of here. It's none of your business. You want to know about my relationship with God? Take it up with God. Don't you get involved in my relationship with God. Denomination. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church. Jesus said my church. He didn't say a Baptist church. He didn't say a Catholic church, a Lutheran, Presbyterian, Pentecostal. He said my church. God is building his church, and that's what you and I are right now. I pray that we are God's church. Folks, there's just a few of us here, but God calls the warriors. You're a, you're a warrior. He knows your heart. He knows that you will stand up in these trials. He knows that. He knows you struggle. That's why he chose you, because he knows that you feel the pain. He knows that, that you understand what it's like to have the turbulence. That's why you're here. Doesn't belong to the Cathys, the Luthies, the Epissies, the Baptys, the, you know, Pennies. Doesn't belong to any of them. The church belongs to God. And God, we give you our church. We give you the, no, we don't give it to you. It belongs to you. We adhere to it. We bow to you. We praise you for it. We give it six demonic reasons people love denominations. Demonic, denominate, d, 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 d. It sounds like kind of demonic denominations. Oh, one more sip of coffee. Mm. All right, let's get into it. Six. There's many more, but here's six. People like clubs. People like to belong to clubs. Yeah, they need organizations, you know. I talk to people, you know, I tell people, I said, you know what, you've been going to church all your life. You, you, you go at the same time, sit in the same pew, uh, look at the same preacher uh, until he gets old enough, he's got to retire, he dies or whatever. I say, you do the same thing over and over again. Well, why do you do that? Well, because I, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm with God. I can get fed. All right, let me ask you a question. What if 
Next Sunday, all the churches were closed. You couldn't get in any door of a church and you had to stay at home and you had to get down on your knees and you had to be with God. Would you, would you be able to touch God like you would going into a church? I've had them look at me and I could see it in their eyes like a deer in headlines. What would I do if I couldn't go to church? Folks, if you asking the question, I don't know if I could really, it'd be hard to work, then we got a problem. I know I struggled with it. I still do. We all like clubs. We like some place we can go. Yeah, you got to be with people. Don't abandon the fellowship. But that doesn't mean you have to go to the same church over and over again, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different to happen. And do not lean on going into that church on the fact that you are with God and God is with you and God is hearing you. Do not. Very dangerous place to be. It's a country club. Number two, we choose to look at and worship God in this way, not yours. Who? A friend of mine is a Catholic. I have family as Catholic. This is David. You know, I, I hear your broadcast sometimes. Makes me mad, but I listen to it. You know, we all have the same God, David. What's it doing? I said, let me ask you a question. If we all had the same God, would you be willing to leave your Catholic church and walk into this Baptist church over here and, and worship with us? No, 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 no. We, we have our way of worshiping God and we have our way of listening to God. We have our way of this and God, and this and God. You have your way about nothing. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You cannot create a Jesus for every denomination. Matter of fact, I told my wife years ago, I said, I'm so sick of this religious denominational stuff. They need to tear all these churches down or sell them and give the money to the poor. And they all need to worship in one building. And first of all, that would never happen. Number three, when you divide, you conquer. My religion is better than yours. You see, the devil's device is to divide and conquer. It's very difficult to conquer a large body of people. So when you divide them, it's easier to conquer. Let me work on this Catholic church. Let me work on this Lutheran. Let me work on it. Let me, you see? Uh-uh. No, it ain't going to happen here, baby. And I say that humbly. I ask God for God's protection. We have no denomination. We have a nation, a nation of God's people. Number four, tradition becomes God. I went to a Baptist church when I was a kid. They did this ritual over and over again every week. I don't even remember what it was. But when I got older, I read the Bible and I asked my dad, I said, Dad, is this in the Bible? He said, uh, I don't know, I don't think so. I said, why do people do it? He says, well, they just, Baptists have been doing it for years. To the point where people think if they don't do this, 
they're not going to go to heaven. That's when tradition becomes God. Number five, it creates fertile ground for lukewarm, growing that lukewarm tree. Yeah, denomination, easy to become lukewarm. Because I join a denomination. I go to church, I'm there, baby. I don't need lukewarm. Six, sends people hell through deception. Scripture says, not only, you're talking about the religious people back when Jesus walked the face of the earth, not only are you going to hell, talking to the Pharisees, but you're dragging people to hell with you. I am denouncing every denomination on this planet. I'm denouncing it in the name of Jesus. Pastor, if you are part of a denominational church, get out. Or denounce it. It's very dangerous. Now, I want somebody to send me an email and tell me I'm wrong. And show me I'm wrong and give me scripture where I'm wrong. Because I want to know. I want to know. Is it wrong to go to a church that's non-denominational? No. Unless the non-denominational becomes a denomination in itself. You walk into most non-denominational churches today, they're their own denomination. Why? They got their own religion going on. You need to be in a church like we are right now that's very organic, willing to make mistakes, just giving it to God and saying things that most people won't say. And I'm so glad that that you're part of the family. Uh, And I do thank God for you. All right, let's get into some scripture here. Let's go to um, John 17, 6 through 23. All right. All right. 6 through 23. Now, I'm going to show you something that's pretty interesting that God showed me the other day. I'm going to share it with you, and I want to hear what you think about this. Did you know that God chose us, but we didn't even know God? No, there's God chooses us, but we don't know who God is. We, we have a feeling there's a God. We have a consciousness that there's a God, but we don't really know God. Look at this. 17.6 through 23. John. Jesus says, I have revealed you. Jesus is talking to the Father in the garden. I have revealed you to those whom you have gave me out of the world. Folks, the Father sends you and I to Jesus out of the world. That's what he's saying. And and then Jesus reveals the Father to us. He says, they were yours, you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. So let's, let's, let's look at this again. God chooses us, he chooses you. He sends us to Christ. Christ reveals the true character of the Father. Through what? Through obedience to his word. We must believe. It says, they have obeyed your word. Verse 7. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. 
For I, have get, for I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. There's nothing in there about a denomination. It is about the Father, the Son, and you and I. Now, Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross. I know that if denominations even were in um or something that he uh, condoned, which he didn't, then he would mention it. It was never. It was about unity. It was about one. Jesus and the Father, the Son and the Father were one. He prayed that you and I would be one along with the Father and the Son. Ain't no room for churches there, baby. No room for religion. No room for denominations. Sorry. Did I mention, you know, I said six things. I might add seven. Denominations make a lot of money. Because if you can give to the Catholic Church and support what the Catholic Church does and says, oh, you will be good. Or give to the Fannie Annie Baptist Association Society, whatever. Most that money never makes it where they tell you it's going anyway. All right, here, where are we? Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Let's go down to, uh, 11. I will remain in the world no longer. Jesus is saying he's coming back to the father. He says, but they are still in the world. Talking about you and I, talking about the disciples. He says, the father, I'm coming to you. Holy father, protect them by the power of your name and the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. What is Jesus saying? He's saying protect them. It's so important for us to be one that he's asking the father for protection. Through what? Through the name of Jesus, through the name of the father. See, we are protected by the father's name, his namesake. Because we are one. We are a family. Would you ever go to your family and say, I'm sorry, family, but we can't be a family. We must be a, we must be a, a, a Lutheran or Episcopalian. We must be a, a Catholic family. I, most would look at you and go, you're nuts. Unfortunately, some would say, okay, right on. You'd never do that. We're a family. Re leave religion out of it. All right, let's go to verse six, uh, verse 15. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Folks, we are protected by God. The power of God is on you and I. We are protected. What? For the work we must do. What is the work we must do? We must expose the darkness. And this is what we do. Verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Folks, you and I have the power of God in us. Nobody else has that. You've been chosen. I've been chosen. We need to step up to the plate and start using it. See, we aren't of the world. That's why people want to censor us. That's why people want to laugh at us. And I'm talking about denominations. I'm talking about your church friends. I'm talking about, well, people that don't know God. Of course. 
because we're not of this world. We don't speak the language. We don't fit in. I'm talking into the church system. I don't fit in, do you? I don't fit in. That's why we're misfits. We are misfits. Um, I want to hear from you guys. Do you fit into the world? Do you feel like that you're a stranger? Do you feel like that you wake up in the morning and go, Lord, I don't really belong here. It's almost like somebody beamed you down to a planet and you're looking around at people or things, creatures, and they're doing things and you're going, I need to be beamed up off this planet because this is really strange. Do you feel that way? Or is it just me? I need to know. Do you get angry when you see people bastardizing the character of the true living God, saying that they represent God and doing crazy things they say are for God and we know they're not? Does that anger you? It does me. I know it does you. Lori says, I don't fit into this world. I'm a misfit. Lori, I am too. I don't fit. I ask God every day. I said, God, help me. Help me do what I need to do. I used to ask God to help me fit into the world, and I realized I'm not supposed to do that. Because I don't want to fit into this world, folks. I don't want to think like a lot of other people think. First of all, most people don't think. I talk to people that say they're Christians, people that go to church. I even have friends that are pastors. They don't think. They're on autopilot. See, when you start thinking, you start dealing with things. When you start dealing with things, God gets a hold of you. And all of a sudden, your life changes because you realize, you realize that what Jesus said in Matthew 24 is going to happen. It's happening. But you have joy in persecution. Persecution doesn't mean defeat. Persecution actually means in the spiritual world that you're a child of God. You can't overcome something without persecution. Think of persecution as wing, wind beneath your wings, as turbulent. As the plane goes higher and higher, it must go through that wind, through that turbulence. Thank God for the persecution. Thank God for the bumps. Thank God that you think the way that you think. Thank God that you're different. But thank God most of all that he has revealed to you the truth, or at least given you a hunger and a thirst for truth, for truth. I'm going to pray for you guys this morning. If you've got prayer requests, I don't have Shanita with me this morning. She's out uh, doing ministry work. Uh, pray for her. She's out at a fair handing out uh, flyers. 
on Last Evangelist and on this ministry. Uh, thanks to you. Please pray for her. She's touching people, uh, wanting to pray for people as they pass by. Pray for her. That's what we do. We, we, we also go to the streets, folks. I mean, that's what we got to do, right? So she's not with me this morning, but do pray for her. If you've got prayer requests, please let me know. Maybe you're struggling with uh, addiction, affliction, uh, families that are being torn apart, loneliness. There's a sickness going on in you and your family. There's a crisis. Maybe you're struggling with confusion. Right now, there's an altar. Right where you are, the altar. You know, churches have taken out the altar. They don't exist anymore in most churches. Why don't they exist, David? Well, I'll tell you. They don't exist because there's no need for repentance, so they say. Why do they say there's no need for repentance? Because repentance tells the person that they are a sinner, tells you and I we have come short of God. And when a preacher has to get up and say that, he's basically telling you that you are not God and God is God. But he doesn't want to tell you that God is God. You see, repenting says that there is a God and that you are not. Many preachers preaching today, maybe 30, 40 years old, when they were kids, the altar was gone. They don't know what it's like to have an altar. You and I do. And this morning, we're going to go to our altar. We're going to ask God. To protect us, to give us wisdom. Maybe God has spoken to you this morning and said, David, I still have a curse on me from religion from a long time ago. So, David, I haven't been walking with the Lord the way that I need to. And this morning, I want to come back to God. Right now, where you are, you can get on your knees. Lord, I pray for each and every person listening this morning. You brought us together. This is an appointment. It's also an anointing. We've come to you, Father. We're people that have been cursed by a generational curse called denomination. First of all, we repent that we have not called it out before now. We repent of that. And we stand on your church in your church alone. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command the demons of generational curse of denomination to come off in each and every person listening this morning and with us. The demons are gone. 
Demon, you will not come back. You are in hell. You will not return. This demon of generational curse is gone. It's broken from God's people. It's broken from the family. It's broken from future generations. We stand on it. We thank you, Lord. And Father, there's those here struggling. We all struggle with addiction. And we bring our addiction to you to the altar this morning. We bring our sickness and our pain and our loneliness, our broken families, our unsaved families. Because you are Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. You have risen from the dead. You are Lord. Praise Him, praise Him. Every need shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Right where you are, I want you to give it to the Lord. There's people right now that's listening. There's someone that's tuned in accidentally and said, David, I didn't know the Lord. You say, Father. I know that Jesus died for me on the cross. And I'm willing to follow him, Lord. Be with me, oh God. And if you pray that prayer, your name is in the book of life. Every need shall bow. Every
bringing people into the light of understanding. To Jesus Christ is Lord. But right now, in Jesus' name, we come against any songs that are sung, especially this Sunday morning in churches that are not of God. Many songs have demon curses on them. We come against those. We break those curses in Jesus' name. The people will not be able to sing these songs. They will be paralyzed if the song is not from God. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord. God spoken to you this morning. Like he has me, said David. The world says that you're a misfit. You don't fit in, David. I'm telling you, the reason you don't fit in is because you're a child. You're my child. That your citizenship is in heaven. That's what God's saying to you. That your time here on earth is short. But your life in heaven is eternal. God has a purpose. God has a plan for you. Welcome to shit. God loves you. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue. Every tongue will confess that Jesus I love you guys. I appreciate you all so much. Um, I want to pray for you. If you'll send me a, your prayers to David at davidhebner.com, I want to pray for you. If you'd like to support the ministry, we welcome your prayers and your donation. You can uh, just go to davidheavener.tv forward slash give, um, or you can call 844-6006, or text my favorite word, chosen to 91999. And again, I say this every week. Well, I don't say this every week. This is new. If you don't have your uh, legalized Jesus hat right here, I want you to get it. Um, and we've got our new mug here, which is a cup of truth mug. Okay, get that. And uh, not, uh, these are things that we are not selling. It's by donation, but they're things that will bless you. It's, um, it's the story of my life in Hollywood, dealing with aliens, demons, astral projection, and, and SRA and so forth. And also uh, how to use your true power in these last days, my two new books. Uh, and then, of course, we have our two uh, DVDs. Uh, 
This is last evangelist episode one. This is band videos, and this is eight hours of footage on various things that we talk about in this ministry. Uh, you can go to um, uh, davidhevener.tv forward slash um, order. Uh, it's by donation only. Um, suggested donation. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Here I am crying again. Um, but you know what? If I'm going to cry, I want to do it for God. I want to do it <coughs> under, the, under the eyes of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, I've been watching chat and I've seen some of the uh, problems that you guys have been having and, and the issues and I'm praying for you. I don't have, have Shanita with me this morning, so it's hard for me to do everything. But if you all have a prayer request, um, please uh, send it uh, to David at davidhebner.com. Uh, and also, please remember davidhebner.tv. Uh, if you're not a member, would you become a member? You get two months free if you go sign up. We have over, we have hundreds of videos um, on what I preach about, things I talk about, interviews. Please go there and support the ministry. It would mean a lot. All right. I love you guys. It's so good being with you. Um, and uh, just remember, you never really lived till you found someone worth dying for. All right. Let's go. Hallelujah, 
Standard Time uh, when David Heaven are live. God bless you guys. Love you.